0: Oh don't shake it up. Shake it. Turn the beer
1: upside down. But Who does that? That's Bell and Triple Fitness <laughs> Dumping. <laughs> I will add them upright since you left the door on purpose. <laughs> this one is the unique coffee. Yes, that one is that it exactly returning.
2: Sure.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Is the money mechanic with you? Uh, along with my two clown friends.
2: Yes, the econ- uh, the accountant is here. I almost called myself the economist. Wow, things are going well yeah, today. right? Good start.
1: I yeah. am the economist. <laughs> well played. We haven't even got into the 8.5% beer yet. Yeah, way to buy something incredibly potent. Okay, so here's the story about the beer, boys. You asked me to look for something out of Quebec or Saskatchewan, which was a big fat zero from our local liquor stores, which... You know, it's disappointing, but that's the way things go. So, I went a little off script here, and we have some Belgian triples to try tonight. There's a lighter one and a darker one. The first one we're having is delirium tremens. And do you know what that actually is? No, that's a pink elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That's the picture. (laughs) Oh, I thought that's what you were asking about. (laughs) I guess when I said that. No, I meant, do you know what delirium tremens actually means? delirious elephant? No. Oh. It's a severe form of alcohol withdrawal.
0: Oh. Oh. In what language? English. Really?
1: It came, it googled out of the medical encyclopedia. I'm like, wow, who knew? Anyway, open that one up because you turned that one upside down. So, this is a Belgian triple that's 8.5% which is uh, potent and it is actually from the delirium brewery in Belgium that was started in 1654 in Apple -Hook. Hook. I don't know how to pronounce that properly. If we have anybody Clearly. who
2: knows how to speak Belgian properly, <laughs> let us know. <laughs>
1: can't you do a fake Belgian
2: accent? I can't. know. that's that's Can where I, t- I draw the line.
1: <laughs> but these have a cool bottle too. They're like uh, gray cement. Only I think it's glass, isn't it? I think it's, it must be glass. I think
0: it is. That's why I picked it up to look at it. Because <laughs> a weird it color. Down.
1: So this worked out well because I opened the second bottle and you guys had to share the first one, so. Yeah,
0: the guy only brings two bottles. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs>
1: Part two comes out later. Relax.
0: Right. So we're saying thanks to Max for these beers. Thank you,
1: Max. Thanks, Max. From and Quebec.
0: Max from Quebec.
1: Yeah, well, not only is Max from Quebec, but Mac, Max is our editor on the Explorify Canada podcast.
0: Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh. he makes, what he 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 makes edit?
1: that podcast sound awesome. And this podcast is edited by me, which doesn't sound so awesome. Right.
2: That checks out.
1: (laughs) But we shall move on. (laughs) So cheers, Cheers. boys. Cheers. In person for a change, which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. I have a floaty in my beer.
0: Is that because you didn't turn yours upside down? (laughs) 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 Got him with the electronic napkin again. (laughs) Mm. God.
1: (laughs) Belgian triples are a a mouthful. That's yeah,
0: heavy. there's a lot of flavor going on in there. So. That's tasty though. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that I do like the triples. yeah. We have to get that complicated that we can triple ferment our beer. Oh, there's no chance. No, I don't think so. You think we're gonna
2: not start drinking it before it's been triple
1: fermented. <laughs> We'd have to like have a triple batch, so we there's like one batch that you start with and then the yeah. second the double, the Belgian double, and then the Belgian triple, and there's just like a couple liters left, yeah. That makes sense. But it's probably strong enough for anyway. Uh, So, a couple topics tonight. We're going to start off with one for fun.
0: Ooh, fun. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: I didn't tell you. you. I
2: never like it when he has that look on his face. It's not a good sign. you know what else?
0: We never have fun on the FI Garage, so this is a nice change. (laughs) That is a nice change. Yeah. Change of pace. (laughs) We're we're very serious most of the time. Very serious.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, so you guys uh, follow Twitter somewhat. I'm not a super Twitter follower either, but... You're, Did, the, you're the only guy doing Twitter polls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he makes a valid point.
1: Did you hear what Jack Dorsey tweeted last week? No. Okay, so for those that don't know, because I didn't know, I had to look it up. But Jack Dorsey, was the, he's the founder of, I don't know, Square and Twitter or something, isn't he? Oh, I don't mean, know. You looked it I believe up. you. Yeah, you're I, yeah, the one who I've, looked it up. <laughs> anyway, uh, he said, hyperinflation is going to change everything. It's happening.
0: Is it? Is it? I don't know. I haven't seen any hyperinflation yet. Well, I've seen inflation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, so, and then the rebuttal to that was from Kathy oh, Wood. maybe he
0: Arc. meant it's going to happen and just use bad grammar in his tweet Because <laughs> he didn't give himself <laughs> enough characters
1: when he built Twitter. <laughs>
0: do, do you think that's what's going on? That's very possible.
1: <laughs> I thought it was interesting because... I've definitely been noticing inflation. I messaged you the other day, accountant, because we were buying some brewing parts, and there was an item that had gone up 25% in the last six months. Yeah. Right? And it's like, what have you noticed, economists? What about your thoughts as an economist? Well, first of all, there's a difference between inflation
0: and short supply. Supply and demand might move the price of an item. Um, But economy-wide inflation, yes, we're getting it. And it makes sense because we have all this new money. Well, the other thing that I think too
2: is we saw lumber prices explode Mm -hmm. when a bunch of mills got shut down and it was the supply end. We didn't have supply of lumber. Right. Now, lumber prices have come back down. They haven't come back down to where they were. There's price stickiness coming down. There's price stickiness coming down. And like you said, we've gotten a huge increase in the supply of money. So I'm a full believer that we're going to see inflation and not insignificant inflation. Right. We haven't really seen it, any inflation in the last 20 years. Exactly. So, well, minor inflation. The Bank of Canada's goal, we've they've met it. They've met right? it, right? Yeah. Now, the thing with throwing out the term hyperinflation, that is that currency is essentially useless. Right. Like you saw it in Venezuela, you saw it in Germany, where they had to just scrap their entire money. Rubles. And, and start over again. Right. So- Hyperinflation means that people have completely lost faith in the Canadian dollar and it's worthless. Correct. It's a lot different than just the price of things go up.
1: Yeah. So, Could it be that people are losing faith in fiat currencies in general, not just a country-specific fiat?
2: Now, that is a possibility. But at the same time, I don't ever see us getting just runaway – hyperinflation in North America because we have stable, steady governments. And, well, (laughs) they're useless, but they're somewhat steady. (laughs) And they're very stable. And they're stable. And so, you know, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, everybody's just like, oh, well, we can't transact in Canadian dollars because we have no faith in the dollar.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem likely,
2: does it? It seems unlikely.
1: So, are we in a situation that's something different than what we've seen? Like, Inflation is usually the try to control it by, you know, money printing and interest rates and things like that, right? Those are like two of the levers that are used. Yeah, they're the two biggest levers. Hyperinflation is usually the result of a war or some like major catastrophic event. A coup. A a coup, yeah, that destroys the the trust in the government and and therefore the currency and all the rest of it. Right. And so hyperinflation is generally defined as like 50% a month price increases or 1,000% a year. We're probably not going to see that. I can't. I hope. Right. I yeah. So, so what's it, what are we what are we looking at in between? You mentioned economists mentioned supply chain shortages, which is a huge discussion point right now. I, I'm noticing it. I'm trying to order some scooter parts, and mm-hmm. everything's out of stock. Yeah.
0: Like I'm not sure why, but it 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 is happening. Yeah.
1: Um, well,
0: that's a whole nother I don't know if you guys were looking
2: into or following the stuff that was going on with like the ports all across the western seaboard is. All, just due to everything that happened through COVID, you had a ton of ports that hadn't been able to bring stuff in and then suddenly a whole bunch of stuff showed up and everything had been shut down. So long story short, the Port of like California a few days ago announced that they were allowing container yards to stack empty containers more than too high, which had been a bylaw because they had all of these trucks with empty containers, mm-hmm. but there was no room at the port to unload the empty containers to take the new ones out of there because the port was full with full containers. So, you just had this huge bottleneck. Right. And people couldn't get goods anywhere. So, the goods were there, but they weren't
1: going anywhere. Why haven't they started like the online game where you just move containers (laughs) around into empty spots? I can help. I'm I'm good at this.
2: (laughs) Well, that's – I mean, that part of the problem with all of it was that it was just logistically because yeah. things shifted from how things had worked optimally. Like, mm-hmm. we're still feeling the effects of all those closures. Yeah. For like, sure. a lot of shipping and a lot of that stuff, it's the lag time on the processing and things getting here and crossing the Pacific Ocean. I mean, that it's taken time for a lot of those issues to build up and they're
0: just kind of sorting themselves out. So, it's an, a problem of inertia. Yes. You, think, you figure. Yeah.
1: Right. So we're looking into, you know, early to mid next year, things will be getting t- back to normal prices should stabilize with some of these supply chain induced, you know, I mean, we're just guessing, we don't know of course, but you know what, throw the throw out a guess because pretty much that's what everybody else does. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. We have, we have no idea. We can throw out yeah. what it, yeah.
1: yeah. We, and this is, how does this go? This is for, our, uh, entertainment. for entertainment, entertainment purposes, purposes only. only. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: Now you did touch on something with the, the monetary system and like, cryptocurrency and all of that, Yeah. well, we're seeing these ridiculous run-ups in random things that people are placing in value on on the internet. Mm -hmm. And Governments across the world for the past 50, 100 years have done a pretty good job of price manipulation. They've given subsidies to businesses that need it. They've subsidized oil and gas to keep prices down. Housing. Housing. They've gone the other way with and kept interest rates artificially low. If you get a big shift to those decentralized platforms of money and decentralized platforms of value, I think you're gonna see things be more accurately valued at what people value them because the government would lose control of being able to manipulate
0: that money supply and those items. There'd need to be a big shift in You'd have to see an astronomical shift. And you'd though. have to see a cryptocurrency actually be used as a currency. As
2: a currency, for sure. Right. But if, you know. 50 years down the road, yeah. whatever crypto it is, is actually used as a currency worldwide. Well, governments lose their ability to make those manipulations. To some extent.
1: To some extent, of course. Well, they've kind of boxed themselves into a bit of a corner here. or has backed into a corner, isn't it? Not boxed yourself into a corner. No, I mean, you could box yourself y- into a If you're in the boxing, boxing ring, you yeah. box yourself. <laughs> Never
0: mind. <laughs> Generally, you box the other guy into the yeah, corner. Yeah, that's right. That would be thinking. the goal. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, maybe inflation has boxed the… Uh, yeah the policymakers because we haven't seen inflation or sorry interest go up at all right and that levers not much of an option at the moment
2: well the other thing here is if they want to start raising interest rates to try and curb inflation well a we have record household debt yeah we have record mortgages yeah. that we've been issuing over the last while at bottom-low interest rates. What happens with interest rates go to 6% right now. Half the country defaults on their mortgages when it's time to renew. Can't happen. And then the other one is they need inflation. Yeah. The government has printed so much debt that the way to solve the debt problem with the government (laughs) is for us to have inflation. Yeah. You inflate yourself out of it. The prices of everything double and all of a sudden you look at the national debt and go, hey, it's not that big of a part of GDP anymore, so it's not that big of
1: an issue. (laughs) Interesting times. Interesting times.
0: Yeah. I mean, you touched on something. You raise interest rates to curb inflation, but also inflation is going to raise interest rates. Yes. That's, I mean, totally. So, you'd think, and, you know, the past 20 years hasn't followed script, but you'd think that interest rates would go up in the next little bit. Yeah. Right? One way or the other. But again, we're just throwing darts at a dartboard in the dark. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. So... From uh, a personal standpoint, are you doing anything? Have you changed anything with uh, portfolio-wise? Holding, you know, I think holding equities is a bit of a hedge against inflation, right? We've dis- dis- discussed that before. So that's all good. Uh, bonds, we've discussed to death. We don't really need to go down that path. If you're holding them, fine. They're defensive in your portfolio, but you're probably, you could be looking at real losses.
2: Yeah. You're probably looking at real losses
0: with any bond
1: that Mm -hmm. you're
2: holding right now.
0: Realistically, I haven't done anything. I mean, I yeah. So on one hand, you have okay, the stock market seems hot. You really want to time the market. You should have cash in your portfolio. But then on the other hand, if you have cash in your portfolio, you're using losing value because of inflation. So
1: yeah, I don't. Right. I mean, it's all guesses. Yeah, I don't make any big changes to my portfolio or what I'm holding. Because of the greater economy, if I have my my plan and the program, and just kind of well, stick, stick it, with it, it right? would be
0: timing the market. That's what i Yeah, it's
1: akin. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair point for sure. So, along those lines, who do you know who to trust when you're talking about your portfolio? Or your holdings, or the stocks, or ones you want to buy. Well, it's
2: certainly not Kathy Wood who you just brought up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should what finish you, off.
0: Yeah, you didn't finish that.
1: Thought. Well, I, yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing super interesting about it. She just basically said that uh, hyperinflation isn't happening, and that she thinks that technology is a deflationary force.
2: Well, that's not debatable. Technology is a deflationary yeah. force.
1: Uh, that's one of her points: is that we are that technology is. Rapidly improving, expanding, and becoming cheaper and, and has a deflationary impact on the economy. So that's gonna counter some of the other right factors. Yeah. Was kind of her position. Yeah. I'll link the articles and you guys can finally do show notes. But you're
0: not uh, you're not listening to Kathy Wood on other
1: on no. investment
2: advice. <laughs> not, no, not even once.
1: Okay. So that was the other thing that the accountant wanted to talk about. Or I think it was the commerce actually. When not you brought it up? It was up? in the spreadsheet. I was in the text messages. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody brought it up. So, what's the question then? Who do you – where do you get your stock information? Who do you know who to trust? Why do you bother looking at it? I don't know. Where, where are we taking this?
0: I don't know. Do you look for tips to do research? Like, I assume you guys do research if you
1: Indo- for find a new stocks. stock that you
0: might be interested in. Well, let's start with where you get the idea. Right. Do you just go through every stock? Twitter, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get yours
1: from social media?
2: Uh, I mean, I would run a stock screener personally
1: for so, metrics that I'm looking for. Right. I, that's the smart way to do it. Nobody does it that way oh, anymore. Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: But how do you actually do it?
2: Find a meme account on Twitter. No, no.
0: How <laughs> do you actually do it? Do you run a stock I run, screeners? I run stock screeners if I'm looking for yeah. something in particular. What if you read an article by chance that mentions a company so that you might be interested in?
2: That's one where then you have to do your own research.
0: Mm. Well, you, I think – I assume you do your own research on the stock, the stock screener. Of course. Penso. Of course. Yeah. But that's – I think a lot of people take like, oh, this you know CNBC anchor
2: yeah. suggested this thing. And it's like, yeah, but he's probably getting paid to suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. who's, who's paying these people to say these things? That's an important question to ask.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So, for example, I don't have – we don't have cable at home, right? But when I was traveling for work – You'd get to a hotel room and be like, oh, they've got BNN News on, right? So, it's like, oh, the Business News Network. So, I'd like back in the day when yep. I didn't know any better, it'd be like watching all the shows where it's like people are calling in. Can you tell me more about Fortis? And, you know, what do you think of Lightspeed right now or, or whatever? And it was – for me, it was more of an exposure thing because mm-hmm. there were a lot of companies I'd never heard of. Right. So – There still are. The, oh, believe me. There's <laughs> a lot that I haven't heard of. But I guess in that sense – I kind of learned that watching it, you kind of get too wrapped up in it. And like the accountant said, it's somebody's opinion mm-hmm. of whether which way the stock's going. And they, they use charts and they go, "Well, look at the thirty day, and the six month, and the one year, and the five year, and over the ten year period," and blah blah blah. And they can really kind of sway you with whatever their opinion is on that on that particular holding. Right,
0: because they're right? not they're just uh, monologuing. They're not yeah. in a discussion or an argue uh, debate. No, it's usually right?
1: pretty one-sided. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not picking on the presenters or the people that they have the specialists on the show, or whatever. But usually those guys are all quote unquote financial advisors, or they they work for bigger companies or whatever, right? So we, sh- we should have done our stock picking segment
0: before this segment. Oh, well, we picking stocks? Well, we want to give people something to pick, right? Give uh, them an option. Really? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm nothing. kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I think an important one, too, when you're – you know, if you find something that you think is interesting because you've read an article written by whoever or whatever and you're looking into that stock, I think a lot of times they'll make points on why it's great. Mm -hmm. And I think an important exercise is why could all of those things be completely wrong? Right. Yeah. You know, like what is the chance that – oh, they said they're having – these five projects that are going to come online and make them a ton of money. Well, what's the percent chance that all of those have massive cost overruns and like crater the company or whatever it is. Or are impossible
0: to. Yeah.
2: I think it's always important to be able to argue both sides of why you think something's going to be successful or not. Right. Absolutely.
1: But doesn't that come down to it comes down to bias either way. Right. Because even if you go on the stock screener and pull up all the metrics and you've got, The data points, you can – there's going to be a bunch of opinions out there, right? Whether those data points are good or bad. For sure.
0: Data analysis is only as good as the the data data and the theory of the analysis.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. I guess what I'm trying to get at is like the difference between the fundamental analysis and the – Well,
0: I think what you mean is um, there are pundits out there who are value stock investors and – they might recommend a stock based on their set of metrics that the accountant
1: w- the accountant's screener wouldn't spit out to him. Right, okay. So what I'm trying to say is there's technical analysis and mm. fundamental, right? Yeah. So you do your stock screener, you're getting technical analysis. Yeah. Right? So then do you then do fundamental analysis and and then the question comes down to all these people, the pundits that are out there, are you listening to them give you technical or fundamental? And what matters to you and doesn't matter.
2: Well, I generally, I'm not listening to them at all. I'm looking at <laughs>
1: – Okay, but there's I'm a ton look- out there.
2: No, I know there are. But I'm looking at financials of the company and then basing, you know, do you reasonably think that these can project forward or not? Which, at the end of the day, you have no idea.
0: Yeah. Like, let's not kid yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where do you get your stuff, tips from?
1: Well, I honestly don't anymore. No? It's – it sounds kind of funny, but I think my portfolio is – I've got way too many holdings as it is. Right. And I'm honestly trying to switch closer to ETFs. Mm-hmm. And the ones I am looking for would fit into my non-registered account. So I'm kind of biased towards Canadian at that point. Yep. And I've been making mistakes for long enough now that I'm kind of biased towards our high quality blue chip stocks. So it's not, I'm not actively out looking for ideas. I think with the options trading is interesting because I'm looking for ideas there and having to do some research on companies that I'm not that familiar with. And then that one for those companies, it's been more of a, a community network type thing where you talk to somebody, they're, you know, employing that stock in an option strategy or they're holding it for whatever reason and it's like okay well I'm gonna go do my own research on that but as far as like you know I've looked we've all looked before right there's like Motley Fool and Stock Trades and Market Market Watch and star and you name it there's a thousand and one sites for looking up stocks and getting people's opinions.
0: And some of the trouble is that when you're just looking up for some piece of financial information, all those sites will populate your search. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you'll get the first two two lines of the article that's the catch, right? Yeah. So, you're going to see the uh,
1: sales pitch, I guess, for lack of a better word. So, from to your point to answer that question is, it's not that I don't trust any of them. I just don't put a lot of weight into them. You know, I'll- That would be not trusting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It, I think it's different.
1: <laughs> okay. I think it's different than not trusting. I don't look at one of them and go, "These guys are BS." I don't read or their malicious stuff. or malicious. Yeah, yeah. right. Because there's a whole bunch of pay ones too. Right. Like, is it a, if it's a paywalled site? Is it more valuable? Is it better information? It's just
0: a different guy making an opinion that's convinced people to pay for his
1: opinion. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right, so, and that's
2: I think that's an important thing to remember is all of this is just opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if we could predict the future, it would be a very different world. We can't. We have no idea what's going to happen.
0: Right. And it's very unlikely that all these people would be writing so much if they could predict the future. Yeah. So, what do you use, Economist? Uh, you guys and Grambo. Okay. But I don't actually because I'm mostly ETFs. Well, that's kind of the beauty of – I mean, as we've
2: said before, like I have the play part of my portfolio that I have fun with and I do these kind of things with. But when the bulk of your portfolio is, you know, a total world index and a Mm -hmm. Canadian index, like, you know what? Whatever that big hot stock 20 years from now is, I'm going to own it in the index and whatever ones failed over the next 20 years are going to be sold out of the index. And I don't really have to care. As long as you think that the economy and the stock market is still going to exist, you're going to win. Yeah. Like you're guaranteeing yourself a win.
1: Okay. Well, that's no fun for the podcast. Well, so. it, no,
0: it, I, un- I understand well, that. Okay. We've but, talked about well, swinging Well, let's for the- not say guaranteeing yourself a win. <laughs> okay. Fine. Because Japan.
1: Because <laughs> Oh, he
0: brings in the Japan. I'm saying world. Well, diversified. Yeah. Wouldn't but, have mattered. Yeah, but the world could go Japan itself. But then, no, no, but I guess the world could Japan itself. <laughs>
2: well,
1: that sounds like a quote will attribute to the Economist. But
2: I'm not saying uh, for, if that's, you know, the big bulk of your portfolio and then you've got your swing for the fences fun part of your mm-hmm. portfolio, are you taking, like, I'm asking this to each of you, are you taking a, I want to buy some value stocks or are you taking a, I'm going to make a really speculative play that's really big? Well, like, is that what we're talking, talking about looking for?
0: Well, I think it's different for every person. We'll look for, we'll buy stocks differently. But for me, the stocks I do buy are tend to be like novel technologies to me. So maybe in addition to you
1: guys. Why don't you just have ARC then?
0: Well, no. Cause I don't want, all, I don't want all of them. And I don't want to pay Kathy Wood. Right. So, but maybe I'll read a magazine article and hear about a cool technology that I, think might work. That has worked for me zero out of three times. Oh really? Yes. I'm one for one. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That what was your one? Uh cubic farms. Interesting. So far so good. Did you sell? No. Okay. I mean I I have zero cost basis,
1: but Oh so you sold your original position. Yeah. yeah okay. That's awesome. No, there's so that you know, that brings up an interesting point is same thing. Uh read about something, came across it, flipping through a book and I'm like, huh this is pretty interesting. Start, do some reading about it, do some research and like, oh yeah, it's totally speculative. We'll see what happens. And we're talking like 500 or a thousand dollars. Like it's not going to change my retirement. It It should. uh, uh, Yeah. Right. But (laughs) But, like it's another week of work or whatever, but yeah, they, it has been three failures and like to zero failures. Right. Right. Which was, which was my fault for not getting rid of them.
0: But on the other hand, I mean, yes and no. On one hand, it's not your fault for trying it because you thought it was a good idea. Yeah, and it's harder to. The idea is easier to know than
1: the company, for sure. Right? Yeah. So and how it's going to be executed? I guess I shouldn't say I'm over three because I have had ones that have done okay. Right. But nothing's like gone to the moon. Right. Yeah. You know what I you mean? You didn't Tesla. No. Yeah. No.
0: You well, didn't be like electric cars. That sounds cool.
1: Which <laughs> <laughs> just should have when you watch like Back to the Future the first time or right? something. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think another good spot to find
2: stuff too is look around at what you use. Mm. Like everything that you consume is a business, and if it's a publicly traded business, you can own a piece of it.
1: Yep. we talked about that before for sure.
2: Like yeah. I, I've had some big wins off of that looking and being like, "This is brilliant!" Like why?
1: I've always said you looked really good in your Lululemon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think I own any Lululemon, but it maybe I do.
1: Brings out your curves. Uh oh, I don't <laughs> think I want to see
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone needs that.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting, but what do you think about all the pay services, right? Cause there are, you know, not people much serious into the dividend investing and they get the subscriptions to that. There's the, you know, the research ones that give you their ratings and they're well-respected and blah, 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 blah. Do you accountant?
2: I think you're just, you're paying more fees. It's yeah, like buying yeah. a higher, higher MER ETF. That's all you're doing by paying for those services. I think so. That, yeah. in my opinion,
0: yeah. And very similar to mutual funds, I'd imagine. You know, the ones who charge the most are the ones who've had the best success recently.
1: Recently, and are due to regress to the mean. Ooh, bring it in some. Yeah, Big rational reminder words there. So, what about all the YouTubers out there? There's a ton of YouTubers that are... Uh, regress to thought. the
0: mean is baseball. <laughs> it's not <a> rational
1: reminder. <laughs> yeah. What about all the YouTubers out there? How do you filter out quality information from them? Or do you even pay attention to it? You, you, well, you turn, turn off YouTube. You, you turn off YouTube. Yeah. So, we, you, you so t- we don't need to discuss TikTok you, you then? You turn it to uh, <laughs> baseball doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. So, you guys are like... Or the FI garage. Well, yeah, we're not here picking stocks, though. Yeah, but we're on YouTube. Yeah, that's true.
0: Just stop listening to the stock picking. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Okay, so
1: the thing is, when you're new at at this, Mm -hmm. you want to look at all that stuff. Right. Because it's cool. There's lots of information. Totally.
0: You should probably just buy index funds
1: (laughs) when you're new. Well, you should, (laughs) but you should be
2: looking at all of that stuff and taking all of it with- extreme skeptic prejudice yeah 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 and
1: well it's been driving me crazy because people will post a picture of their accounts right in some of the groups that i'm in and don't take this the wrong way i think it's fantastic that somebody's starting to invest like that's i'm beside myself i think that's fantastic but then i look at it and go oh i see what's happening here because now you can buy fractional shares of all these big, more expensive companies. So they've got 15 holdings and their account value is like 600 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so where are you getting all the information to buy all those separate ones? And there's a mixture of like penny stocks. And 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 all the time
0: to do the due diligence research. And there's
1: like one bank stock in there and they own a quarter of a share of a bank stock. I'm like, why didn't you just start with an ETF? Yeah. And then build yourself out. And, but I get it now. Like there's just this, it. There's, so, It's so easy to trade. Plus ETFs are boring. Boring, exactly. You don't, talk, you can't talk to your friends about h- having V grow.
2: Yeah, well, and nobody wants to talk about, oh, I steadily made 8% <laughs> a year for 20 years. They all want to make 100% and then they don't talk about it when they lost everything.
1: Well, and this is the real kicker is the same people that are posting this. And again, I'm not trying to hack on these people is they're like, oh, my portfolio is down 10%. Which holdings do you think I should get rid of? And you're like, oh, you've made your life really too complicated. And I know what's happening too. Well, right? you did too. Well, I'm I, Guilty, but not <laughs> right. that guilty. Right. Yeah. Not that yeah. guilty. Yeah. Right. And the thing too is I'm – I can't say for sure, but I'm sure these people are spending a lot of time trying to keep up with all 15 of those positions and are using – you know, whether it's YouTubes, whether it's maybe they're paying for service, whether it's, you know, from their choice of website, that's a lot of mental bandwidth to keep up with that many holdings for $600. Right. Yeah, but that's
2: that's exhausting at that point.
1: It's totally exhausting because think about when you- Go, st-
2: go make yourself more money to invest before you start putting <laughs> yeah. in that kind of bandwidth.
1: Well, think about when we started, right? It was super interesting. You're reading all sorts of reports and trying to learn all this stuff and how to figure out companies. And, you know, that was- Great, but I was like trying to figure out TELUS. Well, that's fairly easy, and I don't have to think about it afterwards, really. Mm-hmm. Like maybe once a year, I'll revisit and go, do I still want TELUS? But if you're in these like more speculative type plays, or if you have really small positions, the, the time that you're spending to t- try and stay on top of them is completely out of whack.
2: Well, if you have a $20 position, and it doubles, and you even spent two hours in the year thinking about it, that was – Ten dollars an hour. It's yeah. not worth your time. Yeah. It doesn't like, move the needle. No, right? it doesn't. It doesn't move the needle. Yeah. So that's yeah. Those ones drive me crazy.
1: Okay, I got to run to the fridge and get the second strong beer. Oh, perfect. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, we're we're live. We're staying live. We never go unlive these days. Cause Cause there might I, be a dog fart that's worth <laughs> while keeping. Are you guys ready
0: for the world's greatest hedge? I have that coming up next. Oh, that's what they call a teaser in the business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, there's basically no overtime anymore. We're just basically overtime the whole episode. Ab- overtime,
0: right? the whole yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, that. Did we make that decision, or did we just? We. I think we
2: just made it. Oh, okay. But I am really excited. I'll wait for him to get back.
0: Yeah. But uh. Well. So now there should be some sort of musical interlude to do, 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 to build do, the do, suspension do. and frustrate all the listeners. <laughs>
1: suspension. <laughs> yeah. So this is the delirium nocturnum.
0: So, is it even heavier than the 8.5? And is it, um, what does it mean? Well, nocturnum is nighttime. Mm-hmm.
1: But what did delirium <laughs> mean? Thanks. <laughs> what did delirium You're so mean again? Delirium's the name of the brewery.
0: Oh, so what was the last one called? Tremens. And That's tremens was the medical term, not delirium.
1: No, it, no, the whole thing is delirium tremens is like severe alcohol withdrawal. So what's delirium not camping. turnum? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's this one, the whole thing? What does it mean?
1: Well, I'm assuming it means the brewery with a dark beer. Like night it.
0: withdrawal? Yeah, <laughs> I think it means night, night withdrawal. For sure.
1: let, me, let me Google that quickly for you. Yeah, Let's
0: that see. would be... That would be
1: appreciated. I had all these windows open too. Who did I forget to mention today? Who's I was trying to think of the other one? There's Motley Fool. What's the other one that everybody uses? Uh Yahoo Finance. Well, what? I do use them.
0: They're they're good for a quick lookup. They don't actually have that many opinions, do they?
1: No, and that's why I use them, because I can just go straight in and just look straight at the numbers. And look yeah. at the
0: numbers, yeah. Uh,
1: what am I looking up? Delirium? Not turn 'em. I'm just I'm just pouring my glass.
0: I'm not sharing this one. This was Whoa, very foamy. What do you mean you're not sharing? Well, it is very foamy. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Here you go. This That's is perfect. fun. This is Can't fun. Wait. Delirium Nocturnum is a short-lived, but occasionally life-threatening, toxic, confusional state with accompanying somatic disturbances. It usually it is usually a consequence of absolute or relative withdrawal of alcohol in severely dependent users. So all of these beers (laughs) are about alcohol withdrawal? (laughs) I did not know that. I like this brewery. Yeah. No, 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 wait, maybe that was delirium tremens. No, no, that's delirium tremens. Well, what's delirium Delirium nocturnal? Nocturnal? I don't know. That's what I I pulled that up. No. No, it's nothing. nothing? No. Hmm. That's kind of disappointing. uh, It is disappointing. But there you go. You got the definition of the first one.
0: Okay, so what were you going to give us? Oh, the world's greatest hedge. World's greatest hedge. Okay. Okay. Against what? Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) I got to give you the whole
2: story. Oh, yeah. So there's a guy in Houston, Texas Uh who owns a uh, mattress store. So he offers every year that if the Houston Astros win the World Series – Everybody who bought a mattress that year gets it refunded. Right. Now, as of right now, I guess we're going to timestamp this. This is the baseball episode. This is the baseball (laughs) episode. So we're going to timestamp this. As of right now, the Houston Astros are in the World Series. Yeah. A little scary for the guy, right? Oh. He did, uh, he did, what is it here? He did $5.9 million. Worth of mattress sales last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. he not based, like caveat that and go,
1: you have to be within six months right? of purchase? <laughs>
2: based, on, based on people thinking yeah. that, hey, you know what? Yeah. The Astros might win the World Series if, I I get this mattress for free. Yeah. So you've got a mattress going to your post office box? No, no, no. So, <laughs> so here is the world's greatest hedge. Guess who put a $75,000 bet at 400 to one last year? On the Houston Astros to win the World Series. (laughs) Greatest marketing campaign of all time. The Astros win. He gets 30 million and he has the happiest customers in the world because they all get refunded their purchase price. Doesn't matter. He still made real, real good money. (laughs) They don't win. Sucks. He probably wanted them to win, but he made a ton of money. On extra sales. Especially last weekend. Especially last weekend.
1: <laughs> that is pretty good. World's best hedge. <laughs> I like that. That's forward thinking. That's something yeah. I expect The Economist to do.
0: Yes, right? I mean, well, first of all, or last of all, he wouldn't have made $5.9 million if they didn't make the World Series. No, absolutely. But what a great program to like you take the money that you spent on the
2: bet and you lose all of it and they don't even make the playoffs whatever that's your advertising yeah exactly if yeah if the astros win the world cup world series yeah um this is not the planet mug. yeah well (laughs) anyway we we have to credit my friend max for that one because he sent it to me this morning and i was like well that is the greatest yeah greatest positional hedge of all
1: time yeah i like it are you guys using this is sweet is that in a descriptive term or in a... No,
0: like uh, with sugar on the first hit and then it gets different as it goes on.
1: It's a little bit like cough medicine.
0: A little, little bit. bit. Yeah. What's the, what's the percentage on this? Oh, this is another
2: 8.5. So, these are all slap you in the face and knock you down beers. There are, yeah. They're delirium
1: <laughs> delirium beers. <Yeah>. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're sharing small bottles, boys.
0: It even smells a little bit like cough medicine, hey? Eh? does a little bit. I would say this is worse than the first beer. I would agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Why do we have this one first? Second.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, fair point. It's darker. We always go with the light beer first. But see, the problem is I, I always have a problem buying these international beers because you just don't know how long since it's been bottled. Mm-hmm. You don't know the conditions it's been kept in.
0: Don't uh, they write that on the bottle?
1: I didn't look that closely.
0: This is uh, this 2023. 2023. It's best before, but we don't know when it's been bottled. They
2: might just be giving you a really long time frame.
1: There was one Quebec beer that was a Imperial Coffee Stout, mm-hmm. which I chose not to buy. Right. Is that two thumbs up or two thumbs down? I agree with that decision.
0: Well, It was 9.5%. To, yeah. I'd take it over this. Oh, okay, fair. I should have uh, got just as a gamble. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> now that four. I've tasted this one,
1: well, you know the other option. I was actually going to get three different beers and just do like a flights. grab grab bag flights. No, oh, just, you just get you get just what you gamble. Get, get what you get. Oh, that could be a fun
2: episode. Yeah. Everybody's gambling.
1: Just like yeah, you reach in and you grab reach
2: it. into a bag, pull out whatever you're drinking,
1: and like. one of them's just a light watery we Bud should, Zero. We should Ugh. yeah, no, we should do it,
0: but we should rig it so the accountant gets that strawberry. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll leave.
0: I'll leave immediately. <laughs> Was that from Phillips? Yes. Yeah.
1: So what kind of weight do you put in your uh, swing for the fences positions that you found on Twitter? What do I or what should I? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two different questions. Okay. Yeah. Two different questions. What? Well, I'm not asking for dollar figures. So I'm thinking of, yeah, I am asking for dollar figures. You are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: Well, I'd say... Yeah, dollar figures is better. I don't know, grand usually. Is that is that mid-range or is that max or is that that's ish. Okay. Yeah. But what should I? <laughs> okay. Probably at least 5% of my holdings. Ooh,
1: that's bold.
0: And you shouldn't do it all the time, but if you if you're actually wanting it to make a difference. What do you think, Ken? Uh Yeah,
2: I think I'm about ten percent in my play account
0: see but that's okay that's a different that's yeah. different because you've got it over a bunch of different stocks
2: oh we're just talking into one speculative play yeah, yeah. that's tough it is i think it depends on you and your risk tolerance oh don't go down no that no no road. No, no, just, no i'm, I'm let <laughs> this me this is your question let answer me, it let me finish uh I tend to, if I have conviction in one of those plays, <laughs> go heavy. And I will put like 25% of that play port. Don't give
1: us percentages. Don't account us at this. Just okay. remember, 25%, is that five grand?
2: I have more than 10K in Carnival Cruise Lines right now, okay. which I see as a speculative recovery play.
1: Sure, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Well, that's bold move. I like it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that coming from COVID time. I wish you hadn't given the number
0: because now I want to ask, what is that of his total portfolio?
1: Well, no, we don't need to get
0: no, into I, that. I, no, but it make that's the interesting number.
1: Well, because I mean, that, no, it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but that's just, we're not here to share our numbers. No, exactly. Percent. That's why I say
0: I wish you hadn't given that. That's why number. he was trying to give you percentages. Yeah, and you stopped me. Right? from it. Right? I know.
1: So I've I yeah. messed both of you up. It's perfect.
0: Yeah, <laughs> drink your dark beer, fucking
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of um, um I. First, he buys this beer. Yeah. Then he gives. We a did. shit. I didn't buy this. Max did. Oh, get it right. Yeah. Okay. The problem is. Thanks, Max. I agree. I agree with you, economists, and I'm around the thousand dollar type thing as well. Which to some of our listeners may sound like a a complete waste of money, which it has been for sure.
0: But to others, it may seem like, like it's it, not it, enough. No, a, th- a thousand. It may be more than five percent of their portfolio.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Um, we're not trying to advocate no. for like you should
0: be putting in that amount. That just no. happens to be what. I have to invest at any one time.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate mm-hmm. here on saying a thousand bucks on a speculative play, mm-hmm. and this will entirely depend on your portfolio size. Yeah. But
0: would making a thousand dollars so that stock double? That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Matter at all? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think you got to be at least five percent of your total portfolio. Yeah, that's where the percentage of portfolio does matter because if your portfolio <sighs>
2: is five grand and you put a hundred bucks in and it doubles, like maybe that matters, but at the same time it doesn't.
1: Yeah. I know but what, if it, I know what you mean. Yeah. If it ten X's. Right. Okay. I'm guilty I'm guilty of pulling my initial investment out. Mm-hmm. I've had a double. Suck the grand back out, now I'm net neutral. Let it ride. Let it yeah. ride. Sure. and if it ten X's I'm happy. If it goes to zero But it's still I'm okay. not really impacting your total Total portfolio, but, no, but how I
2: often? Know. So in that scenario, how often do you get a, an eleven bagger? Like I don't think I have.
0: Right. So so should at that point, shouldn't we just it, be you, index investing?
1: Yes. Yes, we should. Well, we should. <laughs> yeah. That's obviously refer what to we're ETF episode twelve, <laughs> yeah, seventeen thirty six. Yeah. But we're all—I shouldn't say guilty. We're all doing this kind of speculative investing, and I, th- you know. Fair play to the listener that says, no, I'm vuqt I index and chill, and awesome, good for you. you and can, you'll do you better t- than us. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll probably do better in the long yeah. run. You can tune out. But there are a lot of people that are picking. Or I think part of what I see is too many of the people that are new to stocks are picking. Well, I And think- I don't know if they have any kind of baseline. They're all over the place for their information. They're getting information from social media. They're getting information from the plethora of sources out there. And who knows how much they're putting in. You know, if their portfolio is 10 grand and they're putting a grand in, that's 10% of their portfolio. That's a pretty big chunk. Yeah. So,
0: like, you know, it's that's- interesting because, you know, in gambling, the worst thing you can do is win your first bet, babe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, in investing, picking stocks is akin to gambling. Yep. And, if you pick stocks at the beginning and win, well, now you're addicted. Now now you're a trader, not an investor. But it could go either way. You could just be addicted to investing, or it could go the other way, and you're always picking stocks. So it's pretty dangerous to, totally. to pick at the beginning, I'd say.
1: Totally. Totally agree with that. Have you got to that point in the Black Swan book yet, where he talks about gamblers and how we have bias, and, and the bias is that... Oh, uh, first-time gamblers are lucky. Well, it's biased like that because the majority of gamblers that got lucky the first time continue to continue gamble. Continue to gamble, right. whereas yeah. the
2: people who lost everything the first time, you never hear their story again. They're not gamblers. Yeah. So that's why people think that, yeah. oh, beginner's luck. That's yeah. why it's a yeah. thing because if you didn't get luck at the beginning,
1: you're not around to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And it's super interesting how he talks about it in that book where he goes, we're missing the invisible evidence. Yes. Right. We've created in everything. A, we've created a bias, mm-hmm. right? Like stock picking works. Well, of course, it works for the people who are biased who it's worked for in the past.
2: Yeah. What happened to all the people that it didn't work yeah. for that have disappeared and are not talking about it?
1: Okay. Well, so this brings up a good question is we used to hear, like maybe five years ago or maybe a little bit longer, you know, the common narrative was like stock picking is gambling. You're going to lose all your money. There was a lot of that sentiment from the past. Where from n- whom? I'm not trying to pick a specific person, but a lot of people, if you talk to them and said, hey, are, are you investing? And they said, oh, I invested in such and such, uh, junior minor in you know northern Canada, and I yeah. lost everything, so I don't invest anymore.
0: So I think what you've done is you've created your own bias, where five years ago, yeah. you weren't as much in the fire space. Okay, fair and enough. And yeah. t- yeah, you were talking to talking To people, different people. Too, yeah. yeah, and now you're more in the fire pit. Place at space
1: <laughs>
0: don't go in the fireplace yet <laughs> you got a few more years um and now you're talking to a diff- different set of people so okay you're getting right. different stories
1: totally yeah excellent point yeah yeah excellent point i guess now a big difference now too is that maybe it's not as much who i talk to or interact with but because social media is so pervasive with connections to people that are far removed from you on Twitter and Facebook and things like that is you're able to witness it firsthand because they're volunteering the information. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. But again, I think you have a lot of silent evidence missing because nobody, I mean, it's the whole mental health issue on Instagram or whatever. Nobody's giving you the silent information of when things suck and are terrible. You're only getting the good information. So, oh, all these guys are up 8,000% 8,000% on Dodgecoin or whatever, like, well, I really missed out. Well, that's probably two of a million people who lost everything on some other crap. Right. You're not... Nobody posts their losses. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. only getting people posting their wins. So you have a survivorship bias.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, totally fair point. And maybe that's that's the, the key here is is think about the invisible evidence. That's, I think to
2: circle it all back to what we're talking about on who you get your information from is what you know what's the missing evidence so you've got so and so that's saying this and it's positive and well how did they get to that point and how many people were them 5 years ago and things went the exact opposite direction for
1: well i don't think we can expect as an investor or as somebody savvy to know any News that isn't un that isn't known already. No. Right? hmm There are there's but only there's only unknown unknowns. Mm, the trouble is there's probably known unknowns. There are known unknowns, but you're pro- you probably don't know what they are. No,
0: no, I'm saying there's no a lot, lot of knowns and unknown yeah, unknowns. There, <laughs> yes, I agree. There's probably a lot of people I know. and I'm I would group myself in there who do their due diligence, but miss something. And there's a key piece of information that is known, but not to you. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that's my point is though, thinking that you've done all the research you can do and then be like, you, you make the best, the most sound decision you can make. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have to accept the factors of what you don't know. You know, I don't care if you go to every research site that's out there to get your information. Right. The, the 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 news is already priced into the stock.
0: So how many hours a month do you think it would take to be up to date on one
1: stock? One holding. Mm-hmm.
0: If you
2: wanted like every news release, everything that's going on, every like if as you much want information as is humanly possible.
0: To make the decision about holding or not holding that stock.
2: God, I don't even know how. I mean, there's probably too much information out there for you to even do that.
0: Right. Like every single article relating to something. But it's not relating to that stock. No, no, it's I it's mean, relating to all their competition.
2: All their that's what I mean. All their competition, all the market factors at play, you can't do it. Right. Well, literally, analysts at big banks and big investment firms will have like their field is so narrow that they spend forty hours a week on like northeastern US shale production. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't even know everything about that. Right. And that's their full-time job. So you're kidding
1: yourself if you think you can. Absolutely. Point taken. Now, does this lead you down the path of going, well, why not just have an actively managed
2: ETF? No. Actively managed? Are you a lunatic? (laughs) Oh,
1: but but hold on. (laughs) Don't make me throw this bottle cap at you. (laughs) The thing is, is you're trying to actively manage your stock holdings. If you don't know anything about the oil and gas sector, why are you trying to play with four oil and gas stocks and think you know the news? Why not just have an actively Why not managed just have one? a passive what? Yeah. I, we, we, that, that's not an argument. Yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> no, sure it's it. not. That's because we, the alternative. But we agree. Right.
1: I'm so, I'm saying if you're gonna go out and do all the research to try and pick stocks to generate alpha, yeah. why not just use an actively managed ETF in that sector? Because I, you're paying oh,
0: fees. So you go with the passively managed, but you're
1: section. saving your time.
0: no i I agree.
2: I, I don't think that I think you're missing the whole point at that point. if you're <laughs> if you are actively looking for holdings and doing that, it has to be something you enjoy. So okay. you're deriving some enjoyment from it. You're not driving any enjoyment from picking an active manager. Right. The active manager and you can lose or win in the same amount and probably have the same percentage probability of winning or losing. Mm-hmm. So if it's something you're doing, it has to be something you enjoy and you want to spend the time on and you like it. Otherwise there's no point in
0: because doing you're it. probably giving away return yes. by doing it. Probably.
1: So you're saying that Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <we're- laughs> Well I'm just thinking is okay, okay, I like picking a stock. Yes, that's what yeah. you're saying. Is I'm the person that likes picking a stock. Yes. So where do I get my information? We've already answered that question. I'm asking you. You never gave us a final answer. I said
2: I run stock screeners.
1: So that's just using your brokerage to run a screener.
2: Yeah, I'll run a screener, or I'll think about like what I use in everyday life, and be like, how do I own a piece of that? You've really
1: sidestepped that question.
2: No, he didn't. How? How Those is are that the sides- two ways? To- that's literally the two ways I find it. How did I sidestep it?
1: You don't use any other website? You've never looked at an article from any other website online? Not that I pick stocks from, no. Okay, fair enough. He's getting angry. Well, well yeah, because
2: you're telling, you're telling me I didn't answer the question, and I 100% answered the question.
1: Wow. That would make strong, me angry. Strong beer makes accountant angry.
2: Actually, most things make accountant angry.
1: I didn't get as much of a rise out of you from the Kathy Wood comment as I was hoping, but... Oh, Kathy Wood's so dumb. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: here we are back, I'm, Hey, back, talk, talk about bets Speculative bet oh, so, Okay, okay 15 years from now yeah, Kathy Woods and nobody No <laughs> one knows her name I'll place that bet right now Ooh. Well, Her arc, arc ETFs in 15 years Have crashed and burned, don't exist There's my bet
0: I wonder if any good bet He's going to write in and take your bet, bet.
1: <sighs> Am I going to have to edit that out?
0: why yeah okay
1: nothing gets edited <laughs> out anymore it's way easier that way
0: yeah. <laughs> why do we have to edit it out right? it's I don't, not like we have max working for us i don't <laughs> thanks max
1: thanks for the beer max
2: <laughs> i don't i don't think it's a viable company
1: okay last question before we wrap up here because we've been talking way too long i know you get your information f- from screeners thank you <laughs> do you get any emails about dividend stocks at all no, I don't subscribe to anything. Okay. No no email subscriptions? No. Okay, well I just email subscribe to everybody because I'm a content creator, but <laughs> <laughs> I've sent you the ones from uh Dividend Growth Investor. That does like Just the, now? No, no. I'm it, looking. I don't see it. They do like the Canadian um all star list. But Canadian Growth and Investing and Retirement. But I why do DGIR? I need IR? No, I know, and they produce yeah. some good content.
2: Yeah, yeah, But everything that's on that list, we've all heard of and seen before. Oh, no,
1: I, I'm – no, no, I'm not saying I'm going there for any kind of opinion. But there's also – okay, so I think the problem is you know how to use a screener well. Well, well debatable. Okay, yeah, and some people <laughs> But you're don't. confident using one because you have used it in the past. Correct. Yeah, okay, so – Anyway, well, we're not going to get the answer I want out of you, so I'm moving on. What answer are you looking for? What were you hoping I was going to say? I don't know. I was just kind of hoping you kind of just didn't. What are we I have some secret black market. <laughs> what are we moving on to? <laughs> the end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was oh. he like secretly hoping that I'm on like the dark web on some <laughs> no, kind of no, no, He, like,
0: he wanted you what? to be on a pay, pay per opinion service. You know what? Yeah. What were you hoping for?
1: (laughs) If you ever email me and be like, hey, I heard about this, I'm going to be like (laughs) wanting to know where you heard about it because it clearly wasn't from a screener if you heard about it.
2: Why couldn't it be from a screener if I heard about it? (laughs) Screw you. (laughs) Now he's mad. Oh, how the tables Uh, have turned.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a battle in the garage. It's the strong beer, boys. I'm feeling it.
0: Well, yeah.
1: I, I can feel I don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> Do you think that glass is going to smash the same with that coating on it? Do you want me to try? I don't know. Getting close.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have the alarming feeling that he means on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's
1: end the episode as friends, boys. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> okay.
2: Cheers, everybody. Cheers. It, it looks- I don't, it's not like
1: we... D- the thing is, that's the worst part about it is because we tried to disagree. We don't really disagree. But, you know, here we are. Here we are. Good night. For entertainment
0: value. Purpose okay, yeah. uh, Purposes.
1: Purposes only. What did I say? And value, value only. Wait, the, you don't think there's any value in our entertainment? It's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Hey, that's why we're not trying to release every two weeks anymore. Because you got to leave the people wanting. That's right. <laughs> that's correct. it uh, yeah, works don't... every time. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> I, I've never had a comment going. Hey, you guys haven't released for a while. <laughs> what I, what's nope, going on? Once. <laughs> Actually, there was one. Oh. I think Kevin replied because Kevin's bored. He's sailing in the South Pacific, so he's clearly bored and is waiting for a podcast release. So I here you go, Kevin. I don't think he's bored. Cheers.
2: He's <laughs> sailing in the South Pacific. He ain't bored. <laughs> he ain't bored.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's not a boring person, so no, I don't think he's bored. I don't think he's bored. <laughs> <laughs> you should go check out his YouTube videos. I have. Are they from the South Pacific? It's filing time. Huh. What like, was that? in time.
0: That's the YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, I gotta look it up now. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. Oh. Whatever. We're
0: still signing off. <laughs> no, he's got to pump the YouTube. Yeah, channel. but they can't see him searching
2: on his computer. So anyone listening right now is like, "What's the mechanic doing?"
0: Right. He's, he's crazy. scratching his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's making faces of. Uh, he's trying to sort through nine
2: thousand open tabs on he, his computer. He looks
0: very confused. Yeah, he's. I, well, that's not. That's
2: not anything out of the normal.
1: Do you know what the problem with YouTube is? What's the problem with YouTube? Multiple accounts, and it's tied to your Gmail, which is... The trouble is it's tied to your Gmail. The trouble is it's tied to your Gmail. It's quite annoying. Do you think YouTube listens to our podcast? On FI Land Time. Okay, that's the shout out. There's a whole bunch of... um, Well, now you're uh, playing background music. What the
0: hell
1: is going on? Well, it's YouTube. (laughs) It starts every time. So anyway, look up on on FI-Land Time. Well, the hyphen's important. It is kind of important. That is important. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure they're bored down there on their catamaran. (laughs) Not not jealous at all. No, not at all. Uh, Isn't it
0: summertime down there? Yeah. It was not. You you know, it wasn't pleasant walking from the car to the studio. Yeah. Not pleasant. No. We were having the (laughs) 100-year storm. No, we're not. We're having the 100-day storm. Every 100 days it
1: happens. <laughs> I was like, this is, looks like a typical fall storm. Yeah. Like, but now I've got this snorkel picture up on my computer in front of me. It's making me jealous. All
2: right. We have to end this before people get bored.
0: Oh, they're bored all right. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Good point. Usually
1: they get bored and only the serious ones continue.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: You know, uh
0: Oh, no, you're supposed to finish, you your, drink. finish your drink. Okay, I'm working uh, on it. Yeah, it's, it's tontine. Come it's
1: coming out my nose. You said tantine.
0: It means finish the drink. Jeez. if I, if I, uh, what is this amateur hour? Right? Garage rules. Whew. Happy days. That is All that. Right, boys. That beer is not good sipped or or <laughs> chugged. Nope, not good either way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, think of a better topic next time. I thought that was fine. Yeah. <laughs>